from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name is Don, with me as always is Blake. Yep. Yep. And last week we talked to you about a school board member who made a movie about Bigfoot rape. Or no, school board candidate. He wants to be elected on the Republican ticket with a youth pastor. Well, this is from the future, or from the past. Maybe it happened. Oh, yeah. It may have already happened. Maybe, Maybe we'll do an election recap show now that we've talked about two different politicians with weird Bigfoot fetishes. That's right. <laughs> There's got to be what more. What happened with the other one? I don't know. I don't. I bet he stopped running. I don't. We'll find out. We'll we'll do he that. Dropped, he dropped out. Well, that was during the that was primary. Back in the primary time, was it? Wasn't it the, the, right before the primary? Must have been because we talked about it in like August. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, we're back to our regularly scheduled making fun of single cryptids this week. So. Hey, it's not their fault they're single. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, some of them it is. Sometimes. So, okay, you're right. Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, like, it doesn't matter how nice a cryptid you are, sometimes you're just mm-hmm. a shitty person. Just All these incel, incel cryptids. These cryptids with their trilbies, like, viewing <laughs> sex as a, like, girls are like a slot machine for sex, and they just put their nice, their, their fucking... Nice cryptid coins in and sex comes out. <laughs> That's not how that works. Yeah, I mean, it just it sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it works for you. Well, yeah, it's, it's all the time. All the time. No, you're a vol cell. What is that? That's voluntary celibate. Those are the oh, guys that's a, who... That's a thing, too? Those are the guys who super can't get laid, so they come around and pretend that it's their <laughs> choice because women are bitches. My choice. I just I don't even want to involve myself with that. The women are so awful that I don't even want to put my wiener in one anyway. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Vol vol cell. Well, huh? you well you were busy having sex with assholes. I mastered the blade. <laughs> you know everything about the film Blade? No, because that seems way more likely than you're good at knives. No. <laughs> I know the way of the, the the glorious path of the samurai sword. Oh, did someone get a Balasong trainer for his birthday? <laughs> so Real this, ones are dangerous, you know. So this week, I will be talking about the Dover Demon. <laughs> now, uh, this is this is uh, something that for most of my life, I confuse the Dover Demon and the time that the devil walked in Devon in England. Are you familiar with that story? No, I am not. But uh, when I looked up Dover Demon, a lot of it looks like a different thing that we've covered before. Uh, it looks like an alien. Yeah, it looks kind of like that kind of spade head looking thing the, uh, that we covered a while ago. Oh, the Flatwoods Monster. Yes, that yeah. one. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of a similar story, too, where this one person, or in this case a handful of people, saw a thing and like 
50 fucking years later, we're still talking about it. And it may be an alien or it may not be. And we don't know what they actually saw, but it probably wasn't what they think it is. So, but, um, just the, the devil, the devil walked in Devon is another one I thought about doing for a Halloween episode. Cause it really freaked mm-hmm. the shit out of me when I was a kid. Like the story was that in the, the countryside in Devon, England, I read this in a haunted animals book in like fourth or fifth grade. Uh, a bunch of people woke up in like the 1800s or something, and there were w- tracks from what appeared to be a cloven hoof that just went across the countryside for miles and miles and miles and seemed to like walk through walls and they'd just like be on the other side of the wall and then inside a building and then on out the other side of the building. And, uh, and not sure if it actually happened or, you know, what it was if it did happen, uh, but it's not the Dover Demon. That is a different continent and a different century. This the Dover Demon, which is not Devon, England. It's Dover, Massachusetts is where this happened. Um, and it's a very old town. Uh, it's been settled since about 1640, but it's also very small. It has a population of about 6,000 people. And guess, uh, I will give you uh, one guess. What percentage of the population of Dover is white? I'm going to say 99.7%. You overestimated it, but just by a tad. It's over 95%. It's like 95.6%. I was trying to get too specific. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need that many significant figures. But there's, I did, when I was researching Dover, I did find this fact out that you, I think, will enjoy. This is the coolest famous person from Dover amongst a bunch of, like, minor league athletes and shit. Uh, There was a dude named Joseph F. Enright. Who was a World War II submarine captain? Ooh, of which boat? Uh, the USS Archerfish. Archerfish, huh? He, he sunk the Japanese aircraft carrier Shinano in November of 1944 in what has been called the most significant single submarine sinking of World War II. Yeah, that was a loss due to poor, uh, poor damage control <laughs> practices. What was the Archerfish? Bo- the loss of that carrier. Oh. I believe it was the first time it had been out of port. It was brand new. If that's the correct, the correct, was it Shinano? Shinano. Shinano. They didn't know what they were doing with it? Well, it was an untrained crew with a giant carrier. And let's see, is this the one I'm thinking of? Kure, disastrous loss. Yeah, Yeah, she wasn't even done with construction yet. And the... The torpedoes hit, and it flooded with fuel, fuel wow. fumes. That's fucked up. And then exploded. That's actually kind of awesome, though. So, Joseph F. Enright, coolest dude from Dover. Yeah. Possibly the coolest dude from Massachusetts. Except yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Except- <laughs> Real quick, uh, Indianapolis is getting a Wahlbergers, and me and a buddy are seriously going to attend the opening dressed as Mark Wahlberg and an animal. Hey, sat your mother for me. Hey, I like your beard, goat. <laughs> so we're going to do, that's the thing that's going to happen. I am 35. Um, so uh, the Dover was just a town uh, until April 21st, 1977, which is when it uh, became a town famous for a single sighting of a cryptid, much like half of West Virginia. So the story is that three teenagers named Bill Bartlett, Mike Mazoka, and Andy Brody were driving up Farm Street about 1030 at night on April 21st, 1977. 
uh, and uh, Bartlett, who was driving, saw something ahead of them creeping along some rocks near the side of the road. I wasn't sure what it was. The headlights hit it, and he saw that it was a weird creature with a head shaped like a watermelon and with a with a skinny neck. And the head is the size of the rest of its body. Um, and it has huge, lidless, orange, glowing eyes and long, spindly arms and legs with big, long fingers on them. It's got peach-colored skin. Uh, and uh, he described it as shaped like a baby's body with long <laughs> arms and legs. Oh, that sounds legit. Right. And I didn't, I didn't read that description until after I was like, huh, giant head, size of its body, skinny neck. Oh, it's Tommy Pickles. <laughs> so it's a rug rat. It's a rug rat. That's all it is. Just wandering out in the That's woods. That's what you night. saw. Yeah. Uh, he just got out of his, you know, playpen, and, and he and Chucky are up to no good. Um, so the face was dominated by the big orange eyes. It had no nose and no mouth, and he only saw it for a few seconds, and his friends in the car, they don't see it at all. So when he got home, he drew a picture of it. Uh, and I'm going to make that picture the uh, the cover art for this episode because it's it's pretty good. Uh, let me send you a link to this here. You probably have seen it at some point in your life. Now let me bring it up. There. That is uh, Bartlett's picture of the Dover Demon. No, that says that's an invalid URL. Bullshit. I just clicked it. Try again. Let me try it again. Send it to you again. Huh. Yeah, it's not redirecting to the correct thing. Does that one work? Nope. Son of a bitch. Damn it. Damn it. Maybe. Hold on, I have an idea. Ah, damn it. I can't just paste it into the chat. Here, open up Facebook. I'll send it to you over there. We'll cut this out in post, except I don't do that. <laughs> Except I don't do that because I am lazy. Uh, yeah, and I have to open up Facebook. I have to open up Facebook now. Gosh, sorry. That's so many windows story. are open. A million. Okay, there it is. <clears throat> There's the Dover Demon. All right, give me give me a minute. One whole minute. Yeah. So it's this is uh, what Bartlett drew. <clears throat> it basically looks like a gray alien. Okay. Uh, it's it's so that old that old chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> that everyone can tell you exactly what that looks like. But I think I want to say this was before the the gray the idea of the alien as the large headed, big eyed gray was really cemented in pop culture, um, and and really nobody's claiming or claimed at the time that it was an alien. Uh, it, and it has really long, creepy fingers and no mouth. And he wrote on it, and you can barely read it over on the right side of the, the image that I sent you. What, what it says is, uh, shit, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. A whole stack? A whole stack. Man, that's way more than just one. I know. It means that that's that much more true. So that's uh, th so he saw that, and then it was seen twice more over the next 24 hours. Two other sightings. Uh, the same night, a 15-year-old named John Baxter was walking home from his girlfriend's house at midnight, because I guess that's what you did when you were 15 in 1977. <laughs> uh, walk around seeing aliens. Yeah. 
He saw a shadowy figure. He thought it was a kitty new, so he like shouted, "Hey, kid, whatever!" And it's it Tommy Pickles. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's the Wikipedia had this same illustration. Yeah, this is just the, this is the bigger resolution or higher resolution one. I think. Okay, larger one. So, uh, he's, yeah, he's like, "Hey, Chucky Finster," uh, but it didn't answer his call. So he cut, like got closer to it and went into the woods and he followed it and then he saw it was a weird thing. Uh, and but th- he said it has a figure eight shaped head, which I think you will notice is not a watermelon shape. No, so it's, it's a bit different. It's uh, like if you pinched a watermelon in the middle. Yeah, he said its feet quote molded to the rocks, hmm. and then he walked real fast away from it. Then so that's tree, tree frog feet. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So the next night, it was seen by another 15-year-old. Uh, this time, it was a girl named Abby Bra- Brabham. Brabham. Miss Brabra- Brabraham. B-R-A-B-ham. Brabham. 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 Uh, she was getting a ride home from her boyfriend, and she saw something with long, spindly limbs. Uh, and this time, its head had morphed back to oval shape. Mm-hmm. It, was not, uh, it wasn't a figure eight anymore. But it, its eyes were glowing green. When she saw it, she was very insistent that they were green eyes and not orange, uh, like uh, like Bartlett, like Bill Bartlett's sighting. So that's it. Those are the three sightings in 1977. Uh, and here's a quote from the AP's coverage. Uh, they covered it in a story titled Teeners Report, quote, Creature. Teeners? Teeners. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Uh, please, <laughs> please say recent reports of a strange orange-eyed creature was probably nothing more than a school vacation hoax. Quote, the only thing that worries me is the story of Bill Bartlett, 17, one of the witnesses, said Police Chief Carl Sheridan. He described the youth as, quote, an outstanding artist and a reliable witness. <laughs> now I'm just going to say again. Outstanding, outstanding artist. artist. It's not bad. But it's not good either. It's not going to show up in fucking DC Comics anytime soon. No. Like he's he's he is not getting a deal with a Madison Avenue advertising firm in the graphic design department for his drawing of spindly armed, skinny fingered watermelon head. Hmm. Yeah. So like yeah, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Uh so- some suggested that the creature may have been a foal or a moose calf. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, how many times do you think it's been seen since 1977? Exactly zero. Exactly zero. Unless unless you count this silly picture that was on Cryptid Wiki, and that's the only place I could find it. it maybe oh. It's probably somewhere else, but that's where I, I saw maybe it. He just, maybe he just went home. Yeah, like Elvis. Wait, what am I looking at? Let's just... <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, it looks like just a baby. Like it looks so like photoshopped a baby into it. Yeah, that's in, dope. into a tiny picture of two guys on horses. Yeah, yeah. If you make the picture resolution small enough, you can just put whatever you want yeah. in there. And I'm not <laughs> sure it's like even anything. a baby. Like it just looks like a small person. Whatever. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll have a link to this one too in the show notes. But so yeah, so you want to get to the the real. Uh, speculation. I want to. I want to start first, though, uh, with some other speculation. So, cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, who's pretty famous, I'm pretty sure he founded Crypto Mundo. Um, oh, okay. So he's he's pretty open, saying that like in final summation, he doesn't know what it is, but he points to a history of weird shit 
that happened near Dover, like the time a couple hundred years ago when somebody said they saw Satan himself riding on a horse outside of Dover. Really? Yeah, I, that I guarantee this is a thing that totally it happened. Is riding a horse? You think you'd have like a cool motorcycle or something? Well, this was a couple hundred years ago. Well, still, he's Satan. Wouldn't he have like a badass chopper or something? He's He knows what's up with the future. Well, you know, like they didn't know what a chopper was. And so whoever saw it, their brain just interpreted it as a very strange right, as a horse. horse. Really weird wheeled horse. So you think if he's supernatural Satan, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's got a horse. Lame. Yeah, he'll come up with something cooler. Did he throw a flaming pumpkin at them, I or did the horse so. shoot fire? I didn't know. It didn't. It didn't do anything cool. It's just they saw Satan. Which how did they know it was Satan then? Because it's how do you not know it's Satan? <laughs> what did they just see like a black guy? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was two hundred years ago in New England. <laughs> we saw a ten foot blackamoor. That's right, the black aboard. <laughs> Riding some strange wheeled horse contraption. It was either a minority or a ponce. Therefore, it was Satan. Probably Satan. Yeah, I, I one thing that I find curious is is the you know, I mean he doesn't come right out and say it, but the implication is that because somebody said they saw Satan on a horse a couple hundred years ago, it lends credence to three teenagers seeing a thing for a few seconds apiece in 1977 yeah like that's hey when did what what time of year was this this was april april when did star star wars came out in the summer right it uh, it was may may 25th oh maybe they saw a trailer for star wars yeah or or maybe the reason nobody saw it after this is it was still around but everybody was too distracted by star wars because i think maybe it kind of looks like greedo a little bit I can see that. I mean, Greedo had his little snout piece. Yeah. But he's got the creepy long fingers. Icho da solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, Coleman also speculated that some rocks in the area that are referred to as the Polka Stone might actually have been called the Puka Stone, a reference to the Celtic uh, uh, fairy, the Puka, which is a trickster fairy, if I'm remembering my fairy folklore correctly. Uh, which is weird because this was not in Ireland. It's in Dover, Massachusetts. So it's maybe it's just the real world is just like American gods and, and all the creatures <laughs> came over on the boats too. Um, so follow up. 2006, uh, Bartlett was interviewed by the Boston Globe. He was in his 40s at that point. They asked what he had seen and he swore... As of 12 years ago, he saw something, he wasn't making it up, but he also admitted that as a grown-ass man, it is a little bit embarrassing. He tries not to bring it up. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't talk about that anymore. So uh, the question is, what did he see? And you said you floated the idea of like a baby calf, like a cow, like an orange-furred calf, which... Yeah, that's the Wikipedia thing. Yeah. Some um, suggested. It's also been suggested it was a lost baby moose, like a, with mange or something. Uh, but apparently mooses don't range into that area, and it was the wrong yes. time of year for baby mooses. So, like, the orange calf seems to be the most likely explanation insofar as they saw anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the hands lend itself to, like, maybe somebody had a pet monkey or something and it got out. Uh, it's supposed to be, like, three to four feet long. 
Uh, I want that to be just the go-to for every cryptid. Is ah, somebody's monkey got out? Well, you know what? I'm <laughs> kind of surprised I couldn't find the story of the <laughs> the circus that <laughs> crashed crossing a bridge. Circus that crashed outside of the, Dover. Twenties, and the monkey lived there for fifty years. And their circus, their mangy, their mangy yeah. orangutan from the from the freak show yep. got out. Yep, and it only ever got seen three times fifty years later. Um, <laughs> Uh, this this strikes me as the kind of cryptid that could benefit from a concocted creepy circus backstory. I know everything needs either yeah it needs a, a creepy circus backstory. Yeah, so I mean the fucking ICP has a creepy circus backstory. That's what I would want if if I pitched if I got to work on the new on a, a new X Files season. I'll just say everything creepy circus. Everything is goes back to a creepy circus that crashed in the twenties. <laughs> Mulder, Mulder, what, what do you the think? Circus, the circus boat went down here in 1930. You didn't know that, Scully? Of course. Mulder, the circus blip crashed here <laughs> in 1932. <laughs> a, German, a German circus zeppelin crashed here in the 30s. <laughs> oh, man, I want to see that now, a German circus zeppelin. <laughs> and it Crashing can't... and releasing its... It's angry. It's angry Teutonic freaks. Oh, oh man! And weird, weird Hellboy Nazi monster creations. I have ein leg. <laughs> I jump around on it. Ah, the bearded Domin. <laughs> <laughs> I am connected to my brother. We are our Venus. My brother suffers from crippling ennui and is attached to me. <laughs> and it's just dragging this lip guy around. Uh, now is the time on Freak Show when we dance. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the freaks, is just a sad guy. He's crippled with ennui. <laughs> and they have a calliope that just plays really weird new wave. <laughs> really slowly, so it's creepy. Uh huh. Is that a Cars song? <laughs> <laughs> I I think we have another TV show. Like, why is it every other episode we pitch an excellent TV show? This is James. He's an ape who reads too much Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. <laughs> and there's just a, an orangutan wearing glasses reading Nietzsche over there. God is dead, and you yeah. killed him. Shut up. Shut up, James. I'm tired of you. You are not the Ubermenschen. I would be the Ubermenschen. Yes. The Zeppelin captain, he is a drunk. Mulder, don't you know that the Zeppelin crashed because the captain was drunk? Oh, that's uh, then uh, Mulder porn reference because he likes that. Yep. <laughs> Oh, this is a fun, a fun uh, version. This is a good X Files episode. This has got to be better than half of the last five seasons of the X Files. Yeah, this is this is like if we could pitch this to Darren Morgan, he would he would produce this version of the X Files for us. I think he'll say, "Let me just stop you. How many animated tattoos are in this?" He'll say zero. He'll say, "All right, perfect." <laughs> so you're the guy that directed the one about the Ware Beast that had that that just adorable kiwi in it. So here's our pitch for X Files reboot. All circuses, all the time. Yeah, Heavy ethnic only, stereotypes. 
We'll only do it if you can get Jermaine Clement. <laughs> he plays he plays the circus ringmaster all the time. And no matter what <laughs> weird European country the circus is from, he's yeah. he's a Kiwi. He's he's a Romanian circus captain on the captain of the oh. of the circus ship. Oh, I was on the ship. Now uh, uh, you know I'm from Romania. And uh, the ship crashed, and uh, <laughs> yes, all yes. my freaks they escaped. Yes, they all escaped. They all escaped. <laughs> well, I could do more of a um, the other guy, Murray. <laughs> his name from the flight of the con. Uh, fuck, what is his name? You would know better than I. Oh yeah, we have here our circus. That <laughs> over there, that's a uh, this James. I- Oh, he was he was a chimpanzee named James, but he's actually orangutan. An, an, orang, an orangutan. He, wait, he reads uh, too much Nietzsche. <laughs> you don't, you wouldn't think there's such a thing as too much Nietzsche, but there is, there is, my friend, there is. <clears throat> okay, so why can I not think of it? Reese Darby. Oh, Reese Darby. There you go. So there isn't. So yeah, like uh, like I said, there's no circus backstory to this, but a bunch of white people have concocted a Native American backstory for it. Oh, good. Yeah, there's always. I love that when yeah. they construct they, that out of whole cloth. They they think it could be a Manigishi, which is a race of trickster spirits from the Cree Indian culture. Uh, of course, continuing the long tradition we've noted on the show of white people learning a thing about Native American culture and then projecting it onto another thing from contemporary American culture. Then applying it to cryptids? Yeah. Uh, just like, oh, this is the same as that thing. No, it doesn't. It does not how that works. You can't just take oh, the thing you like all, and say the Indians knew about it. We also need Matt Berry in our circus X-Files. Yes. You know and, who Matt Berry is, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. This is a dream team. Dream team. He could play, he could play he James. Even have to be X-Files. It's just a, a modern cryptid scenario, and this is the backstory. I like, I like the idea of Matt Berry being the angry Nietzsche, Nietzsche uh, orangutan. He's not actually an orangutan. He just has like, yeah. a, like half of an ape suit on. And I have been reading Nietzsche for the last then, 15 years. So it says, so no one's... No one's concerned that he talks. <laughs> I think you buried the lead here on your orangutan. <laughs> no, James has I was always a, talked. I, I was impressed that he reads, but also he talks. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, you've got, to, you've got to talk before you can read. That's a, an old saying. Oh, he'd be the he'd be the ringmaster, I think. <laughs> Just so uh, he could yell at everything loudly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, do you have any ideas? What do you, what do you think? What do you think the Dover Demon is? Uh, well, I do have a correction earlier when I was talking about the aircraft carrier. <laughs> okay. I, I confused that with a uh, Japanese aircraft carrier, Taiho. So this one was not parked unfinished at a dock. Well, I mean, it was. It was brand new when it sank. That, that whole, the whole explanation of that was this ship. The other one sank easily just because it wasn't constructed very well. Ah, okay. <laughs> A bunch of things failed and it just <laughs> kind of broke apart. That sounds American. That sounds not Japanese. So, Well, they had limited resources. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, That's why I wanted to correct that. I think, I think it's fair to say nobody knows what the fuck they saw. And if indeed they saw anything, I think some teeners were full of shit. I know these teeners were telling stories out of school, um, but even if they weren't full of shit, like there are plenty of things that you can see in the dark for five seconds that look really creepy. Yeah, right? 
And and the fact that nobody ever saw it for 40 more years uh, doesn't make me think it was anything extraordinary. And when I looked up Dover Demon, it came out uh, Fallout 76. It's apparently in there. Fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> I knew Mothman was. I bet Sheep Squatch is too. And somebody says Fallout 76 has a heck ton of cryptids. That's, now, see, I was on the fence about buying it because I really was worried it's just going to be Fortnite, but in the post-apocalypse. Uh-huh. But my friends who have played the demo said it's actually pretty fun. Uh, and now i got to play it for the cryptids. Yeah, there's apparently a whole list of them that are in here. That's fucking awesome. Like the Flatwoods monster, Fuck the Grafton yes. monster, Mothman, and Wise Mothman. Wise Mothman? There's various versions of the Snallygaster. <laughs> how about... Various uh, Wendigos. How about the Mad Gasser of Mattoon? Is he in there? Cheers. <laughs> What? Mole miners, super mutants. Oh, nice. Beavers. There's a mega sloth. Fuck yeah. Diseased mega sloth. (laughs) Snarly yow. Boo, boo mole rats. You don't like naked mole rats? Well, I don't like it when they give me, uh, when they give me diseases in hardcore mode. Oh, yeah. It's annoying. So, uh, I got a real animal for you. You'll like this one. I think. Okay. So my real animal is the common mud puppy, Nectaris maculosis. Hooray! I do like that one. Uh, the mud puppy is not native to uh, Massachusetts, but it was introduced and now is just part of the local fauna. Hmm. Um, it's a nocturnal salamander that grows up to about a foot long. And the, one of the reasons I chose it is because its feet can mold onto rocks, you know, provided oh. the rocks are small enough. And also because salamanders are cool. Um, so the, what makes this thing kind of extraordinary in my mind, apart from that it's adorable like all salamanders, um, it, does, it is a salamander that does not undergo metamorphosis. Ooh, it is uh, – oh, shit, what's the term? It's, it's, uh, Neo, it's neotenic. Yeah, it's, it's a neotenous, neo, neotenic or neotenic um, salamander. And, like the most famous salamander that doesn't do this is an axolotl. Yeah, there's three of them in my house. And like axolotls, uh, mud puppies retain their external gills. Uh, but here's what happens with axolotls. So an axolotl fails to mature because when its when it's uh, its thyroid organ, its thyroid gland secretes thyroid hormone that would normally trigger metamorphosis, uh, it hits the, the hormone receptors, but they don't uptake it because it has uh, all axolotls have mutated hormone receptors. Uh, thyroid hormone receptors. So it just kind of bounces off, and then they stay neotenous. Uh, mud puppies, huh. however... So they, pro- they, they produce, they produce it, it. Do anything? Yeah, it just doesn't do anything. Mud puppies have normal thyroid hormone receptors. Hmm. They secrete it. Their receptors uptake it. And scientists speculate that What's going on here is that the gills and and the other tissues that don't mature have just evolved resistance to thyroid hormone. So even though the receptors work, it doesn't matter because they're not getting enough of it, I guess. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's like super cool. Like this is is one of those things where, you know, the idea is that a real animal is supposed to be cooler than the dumb fake one. And this is insanely cool because it's a creature that the entire order that it belongs to undergoes metamorphosis, but it doesn't. 
And there are a couple of other exceptions to that rule in that order. Its cousins don't undergo metamorphosis, and it doesn't for a completely different reason. Huh. You know, like, we, the, it's convergent evolution inside the, the order of salamanders. Of Nectaris? Yeah. Well, that's a genus, is Nectaris. Yeah, a genus is Nectaris. Um, it's just, it's just fucking cool. That is cool. I wonder if they can regrow stuff like the axolotl can. I think all salamanders can, can they? Well, to some extent, but not like the axolotl. The axolotl can regrow an entire limb. Anything. To a point. Once they're adults, they don't regrow it as well. Can all salamanders regenerate? Salamanders can regrow entire limbs and regenerate parts of major organs. A study of the axolotl. Okay, so who knows? Axolotl is the new waddle, the language of the Aztecs. It's their... New waddle for water monster. So I'm going to tell you a joke I heard at work the other day. It's going to be bad. <laughs> All right. What do you call it? I threatened to fire the person that said that told me this joke. What do you call a baby axolotl? Um, I don't know. An axolotl. Oh. What do you call it? Axolotl eating Doritos. A Doritolotl. A Snacksalotl. Whoa! That's actually, that's better. I like that one a lot. <laughs> what do you call one that eats way too many Doritos? Uh, I don't know. A Fatsalotl. <laughs> that's not quite as good as Snacksalotl. No, it's not, because it doesn't have an, an X sound. <laughs> what do you call one that tops down trees? <laughs> um, an Axolotl. Uh, yeah, that wasn't very good. That's, not, that's, that's quite bad. Um, I like it. What do, you, what do you call what do you call one that works for the IRS? Who attacks a lot? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh man. What do you like? What's one? What do you call one that's the king of pop? A Jacksonlotl. A Michael Jackson. Michael Jacksonlotl. <laughs> what do you call one? What do you call one who can steal all of your personal information from your computer? A Haxolotl? Yeah. I bet he rides around on uh, rollerblades, too, with yeah. Matthew Lillard. And Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Classic. And gets, to, and gets to say cool stuff like, we're in. <laughs> totally. It's radical. So rad. That's how haxing works. Haxering. Haxolotls are the most radical of of salamanders the most extreme amphibian yeah they eat doritos all the time but you know what they, they eat doritos 3ds they're way cooler than battle toads yeah. all right i like I, I we have there are two the three axolotls that i live with and they're pretty cute are they yours they're my roommates they're your roommates okay yeah we uh we used to have a couple of sirens in the lab at work uh and they are also they're uh they were uh neotenic and they only had front Sirens. limbs they didn't have back limbs yeah so, then those are the amphiuma and the Sicil- sicilians sure well yeah. it's hard to pronounce because i never heard it <laughs> i ever hear it i never hear it out loud because no one no one's talking to me about about legless aquatic amphibians very often you're way better at taxonomy than me i just have no idea what you're talking about they're also the, the aquatic amphibians yeah we, we had a pair of greater sirens and and the the thought was when they first showed up they were gonna uh acclimate in 
a large uh, fish tank in the lab and then eventually get added to the pond landscape that we had outside the lab. And like three years later, nobody had tried to add them to the pond. And so we found an exotic animal dude and, and he came and just took him home and took care oh, of him. Oh, okay. Because uh, we... It's going to live a long time. Yeah. we uh, Up to 25 years, it looks like. Hmm. Well, yeah, they had they had two little tiny little front legs and uh, external gills like an axolotl. Two little nubbies? Yeah. They're cute. Oh, let's see. Let's, let me look up the Amphiuma. Amphiuma. A bunch of stuff you can't get now because of some regulation about interstate commerce and amphibians. That's like salamanders you can't really get anymore. Quickly notice Amphiumas. Also called conger eels or Congo snakes. Congo snakes? <laughs> They have 25 times more DNA complements than a human. That means huh. they're way more evolved than us, right? That's how that works. Yeah, that's how that works. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it looks like a big old worm. Uh, this has been this week's episode of Amphibian Corner. Uh, I love talking about this kind of stuff. I know. <laughs> I love, like, as much as I love cryptids, like, real animals are so much cooler. <laughs> We could we could always start another podcast that's Blake gets drunk and Don tosses a topic at him. Like the we time on like the time on Spocast where you got drunk and talked to me about World War II uh, armaments for an hour. That's right. Yeah. I don't recall that being terribly lucid or educational, but I imagine it was fun. Oh, I laughed a lot. It was fun. <laughs> but like yeah, that could be a, a new show where I, we you just, you you just hop on and you've had like a whole case of beer. And then I say, uh, giant ground sloth. Oh, man. Megatheria? You just go. Is that Megatheria? Yeah, I think so. What did I just say about taxonomy? Uh, oh. <laughs> You're not good at it. I don't know. That, I, I thought you would know that one because you have dinosaurs and things that work. Yeah, um, we have dinosaurs. I, I think you will note a Megatherium is not a fucking dinosaur. I know. It's an elephant-sized ground sloth endemic to South America. <laughs> And Megatherium. North America. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the great American megafauna that died off shortly after the uh, the uh, Americas were populated by humans. There's also something called a Parasaurathri. Thras- the- Damn it, that one's hard. Parasaurolophus? Parasaurotherium. Parasaurotherium? Yeah, that one's hard to say. What does that mean? Paras- it's fun to say, though. Parasaurotherium. What is it? Paraceratheria, have you brought them? <laughs> it's a hornless rhinoceros. Ooh. One of the largest terrestrial mammals to ever exist. Cool. Interesting. I did not know about this one. Cute. Damn, it's big. Like big, like like a whale big? Like a elephant big. That's pretty big. At the shoulder was 15.7 feet and a length of 24 feet. Wow, that is a big beast. The skull was 4.3 feet long. Oh, Jesus. That's cool. Yeah. Well, now that we're into meandering through random <laughs> off-topic things, I think I'm yeah. going to call Let's it. I think it's about time to go. So, uh, hey, Blake. Yes. Be excellent to each other. And also with you. <laughs> what is the correct response to that? Party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. All right. But I, I like that you don't know it. <laughs> Legitimately couldn't remember what I was supposed to say. 
Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening uh, this week. And uh, as always, I'm going to promote the show via social media, which is all hidden zoo things. Um, Just, you know, if you like it, just keep listening. We try our best. We try to be funny. Hopefully you think we're funny. If you don't, it's going to make us cry. So don't tell us. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't like negative criticism. We like, we just like people to tell us how good we are. So do that, you know, tweet at us and say, hey, you're great. Even if it's a lie. My mom says we're funny. Yeah, my mom does too. It's too much swearing, but otherwise, you know. Well, fuck that. (laughs) Thanks, John.